The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the desert of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, in the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now, the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance. But the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to I mentioned last week two people who were unprepared for the jobs that were given to them. The one was the Earl of Sandwich, who was the first Lord of the Admiralty, and the other Winston Churchill, who also was. Although Churchill in 1940, was very much prepared for the job that was given to him. And two men who were prepared, St. Edmund Campion and St. Richard Whiting, both martyrs in England during the Reformation. 
They were prepared, which is why it's important, as I said, to read the lives of the saints. You need to read the lives of people who were prepared for the coming of God into their lives. If we are to be prepared, most of us assume that we aren't, and we are, and we really aren't. Well, today we encounter that mysterious figure of John the Baptist. Every year during Advent we encounter him and Christmas. He was a man whose job it was to prepare the world for the coming of the Lord. That was his job, to prepare his world for the coming of Jesus Christ. But before that, he prepared himself. We have to do that, don't we? Imagine saying one day, I've decided I'm going to be a great concert pianist and expect to get into Carnegie Hall the next day. It takes a long time to prepare ourselves. Uh, and sometimes, the, the greater the, the, the goal, the longer the preparation. John the Baptist spent his time in the desert, where we must all go to prepare ourselves and we're going to meet God. Whenever we have some great uh, feat to accomplish, we need to go into the desert to be alone with God. Of course, he was literally in the desert. And he said he appeared preaching in the desert of Judea. And then it describes him in a very unusual way because the people were waiting for him. Remember, the Jews hadn't had a prophet in over 300 years. They were waiting for someone to come, someone to announce the Messiah. They were waiting for Elijah to return. And all of a sudden, here he is. And we're to- they even describe his clothing. He was clothed- his clothing was made of camel's hair had a leather belt around his waist, like Elijah, whose food was locusts and wild honey. Again, this total emptying of himself to prepare himself for what he was to do. He would become a gift. He would give himself completely. Now remember, too, aside from being the last of the prophets, John the Baptist was also a priest. We have to come back to that concept. Remember, the priesthood was hereditary, and his father, Zachary, was a priest. In fact, he was... He was acting as a priest in the temple when the archangel Gabriel appeared to him. But John the Baptist was a priest too, although we are never told that he ever offered a sacrifice in the temple. I don't think that he did, because his job was to prepare the world for the priest, the one who would come along with the offering, the priest who would make the Old Testament priesthood obsolete. He would point him out when he came, but he himself would never offer a sacrifice, except one. He would offer the sacrifice of himself. He would give himself totally to God in the end. So he then comes proclaiming the kingdom of God. Everyone's coming out to him. They, they recognize Elijah. They wanted him to be there. And we are told that, of course, we have the first call of the gospel. The first call of the gospel is, we know it all, repent. If, if, Prepare for the coming of God. The first thing we have to do is repent, as we always do, I keep saying this, in the penitential rite of the Mass. That's the first thing we do if we're going to enter into the mystery of God, to acknowledge our sins and to repent them. And we're told that's what he was doing. But Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him. We were being baptized by him as they acknowledge their sins, as they acknowledge their sins, uh, an essential element. But as John the Baptist tells us, his baptism was only a symbol. Ours was not. 
His was only a symbol, but it symbolized their repentance and their preparation for the coming of the Messiah. And then come the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and he knows them straight through. He knows that they don't believe. He knows that they, are, that they will be hostile to the Messiah when, they, when he comes, and they are coming there only for, the, only for show, only to, to in some way pretend that they are repentant, but they actually don't believe they need it. And he's very direct with them. He doesn't beat around the bush. He says, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. Produce good fruit. And do not presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father, because God doesn't need that. So he then calls them to this great transformation. In the end, of course, they will reject him too. And then he proclaims his own unworthiness. It's always important for the prophet to proclaim his own unworthiness. Read the lives of the prophets. Isaiah did. And God sent a burning coal to cleanse his lips. Jeremiah protested. They all did. Uh, having proclaimed his own unworthiness, God then gives him the grace to do what he had to do. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. Here we have someone who is the center of attention in his world, and he proclaims his own unworthiness. As we do, when we, before we receive communion, we proclaim ourselves to be unworthy as well. And then speaks about the one who is to come. Well, uh, you and I then are preparing for this great event, the coming of Jesus Christ. We know that we, we do every Advent. His coming at the end of time, his coming into our lives at any moment, and his coming to us now. We will do now what John the Baptist called the people to do, and we will do it every day of our lives, because every day is a further preparation for the coming of the Lord. As we know, it never ends, it never stops. There's not a moment when we can say, uh, I am prepared. The saints are a good lesson to that. They all knew that they were never fully prepared for the coming of the Lord either. Uh, they received the sacrament of penance often. Uh, every day they were trying to become uh, a greater, uh, to, to, to open themselves up more perfectly to the reality of what God wanted to do with them. Uh, they wanted to give themselves, and to give themselves totally. That's the problem, and we're going to see that throughout this season and into Christmas our unwillingness to really give of ourselves completely to God because we are afraid. Because we are afraid of what he might do. We're afraid of what his providence might actually bring about in us. But John the Baptist is the lesson. It doesn't matter. Just give yourself and trust in God and trust in his providence. So, we come here then to receive the Lord. We come here to be, to be in his presence. We come to allow him to take us as we are and to make us into something we are not and cannot be on our own. Only the grace of God can do that, and we shouldn't be afraid of it. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people preparing for the coming of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, that her members will always be prepared for the coming of the Lord and will be visions of that preparation for the world in which they live, we pray to the Lord. Lord for all nations of the world, especially our own, for our politicians, 
They will listen to the prophets coming to them and respond to that grace. We pray to the Lord. For those who are sick and suffering and dying, that in their suffering they may know that they are preparing for the coming of the Lord into their lives and into their world. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected repentance, we pray to the Lord. For a greater respect for human life, especially life in the womb and for laws that will protect it, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will prepare the world in a unique way for the coming of the Lord now and at the end of time, for a greater reverence for the apostolic nature of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, that they in particular having spent time in the presence of the Lord, will be visible signs of his coming. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, that through the Eucharist we may realize Christ present and yet to come, and so call the world to his coming, we pray to the Lord. We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Lord and the Queen of Prophets as we sing. 